welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hello, Broads. Hi, Broads. How are you doing? We missed you on Thursday. We only had the one. Not that I actually see you, but... <laughs> yeah, and we're all recording this like a week and a half before, so... It's true, so... We're being so fake right now. <laughs> we're so sorry that we are not transparent and honest with you. We are f- recording this like two weeks beforehand, but just so you know, but. we have the episode today, which is Tuesday, and then this week we also have a Thursday episode, yes. and then the following week is the week of... Christmas and that week. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. There's only going to be one episode that week because, you know, we're enjoying the fam. And then the following week, we only have one as well, but we have our special judging of Pete's women episode. Yes, we are going to be going over every contestant listed on the roster and roasting them all. And we do have a special guest who are not going to say it, but I'm excited. It's spoiler. It's Pilot Pete. <laughs> it's Pilot roasting Pete. his own women for a It's season. the home wrecker. <laughs> Oh, shit, that'd be good. Can you imagine? You oh, should already start reaching out to be like, come tea. on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah, a little confusing, but last week we had one, this week we have two, next week we have one, week after that we have one, and then, bada bing, bada boom, into Bachelor season, we go two episodes a week, boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I'm super excited. Also, I'm going to do my best to make sure that I remind all you broads on our Instagram. If you don't follow it, follow it. It's at chatty broads mm-hmm. um, and remind you all of like our episode schedule the next couple weeks. I know you'll be confusing. refreshing your podcast app over and over again, looking for our second episode. <laughs> so we'll save you the time. We don't want the broken hearts, but anyways, yeah. uh, just how's your Christmas shopping going? Oh, also if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube, our new YouTube channel, Chatty Broads. Yes, yes. That's where all the videos are going to be going My up. Christmas shopping? Um, not very well. <laughs> I always do everything pretty much on Christmas Eve. I'm that kind of girl. Actually on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve? Yep. 100%. Girl, I probably won't God be doing that now with bless. Ruth. But... I did that one year and I cried the entire time. I do it by myself and I find it kind of fun. Like, I'm really? just like, let's go. Let's go. I'm in like Mission Impossible mode. But here's the thing too i don't overtax myself i i only buy shit for like partner well now ruth mom dad siblings okay maybe a grandparent or two if i'm feeling charitable <laughs> if you're feeling charitable. but nobody else is getting shit i mean come on i don't know what Girlfriend, to get anybody else both mine and evan's family straight up are like Everyone has to get presents. No, 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 no. Like, and you're expected to get, like, cousins and all that shit presents? Everyone. No, that's bullshit. I literally, last year, I, I sat down with everyone. I'm like, I have to be no, real with you bullshit. all. The amount of money we're all spending, I just, I can't do this. And I not also, to mention, you don't know what the fuck they want. So you're no, just getting crap that people and, don't and, want. And half of the people ask me to return it for them. I'm like, I'm not returning I'm this sorry. for you. <laughs> we have bigger familial issues. And on top of that, last year... I was sitting by the Christmas tree with our family and the amount of gifts and the amount of wrapping paper was giving me insane anxiety. Well, um, that's bullshit. But and also, if you guys are going to do it that way, you should switch. You should campaign for Secret Santa. That way, everyone just gets a specific person in the extended family. I've been trying. What is wrong with these people? Girl, I don't know. Phone them in. Phone them in. (laughs) Anyway, in the... uh, in the spirit of buying a bunch of shit we don't need yes. and all of that. Yes. Um, today we have on 
my internet friend, actually, <laughs> who I just met in person today, my friend Sierra. Yay. Hi. Round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. She is hearkening from, is, is that a word? Yes. yes. Hearkening <laughs> from New York and uh, has a shop there. And through her Instagram and example, I have been inspired by her everyday strides to live a more environmentally friendly sustainable lifestyle and uh yes i'd love to chat about that today with her thank you yes. oh my gosh. i'm so excited i didn't know this is the first time you guys were actually meeting in person yes we yeah. tried a few times <gasps> yeah to no avail i know um, i always went to new york and then i was like you know on the other side yeah and, and the last time i had the trade show the exact days you were there yes i think and i was um, in brooklyn i think yeah. Oh but. my gosh. Well, this is beautiful. <laughs> yes. yes. Although we've talked on the phone and actually last year we did a little campaign together and Sierra put in so much work to create, um, special totes that we sold a hundred percent of the profits benefited black mamas matter. Um, yes. which yeah, I don't remember how much we raised from that, but it was, it was a chunk, like 5,000, somewhere around something there. like that. Yeah. yeah it, it was a chunk right before Christmas. So it that went was pretty fun. well. Yeah. That's in amazing. the midst of all of your craziness. And, uh, we, we benefited black mamas matter specifically who does all sorts of work benefiting, um, black mamas on the East coast. Uh, because when I was pregnant, I learned that the infant mortality rates, of um black babies are three to four times that of white women and um it's just there's so much more that i could say on that but anyway so that's kind of how we got connected and before that even i think you were sending me goodies um through instagram and she's always <laughs> had the best stuff so anyway sierra came rolling in with goodie bags for us and i'm like yes, we're best we friends got, now we got swag bags <gasps> by the way everywhere i go it's kind of a way of like converting people to like, like use more sustainable things yes. <laughs> god bless by the way shop name is love wild design thank you so we <laughs> Which you yes. can continue to plug throughout the whole episode. Please. But. And we'll be including that in all the episode notes. But yeah, why don't you give a little bio of um you. Should I, like of how I started? Yeah, but also just you okay. in general. Um so I grew up in the East Village um and my parents were antique dealers. I come from like a long line of entrepreneurs. So it just kind of like seemed like the route I would take. Like my grandmother um was an entrepreneur in Mexico City in like the fifties and sixties, wow. and her parents were, and so it just was like there's like no other way. No nine to five <laughs> was going to work. Um, and then I was uh, working uh, in the public sector, like the uh, mission of Malawi. And I wanted to sort of do sustainable development in like on a public platform. Um, but I was really turned off by the bureaucratic process mm -hmm. of like how everything just takes forever. And then even simple things like within the office, it's unsustainable in terms of like office products and money. Like I'd be working with, um, top people who would want a first class ticket to somewhere in Africa to like celebrate 10,000 they raised, but their first class ticket was 8,000. So I'm like, I know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so, um, I was getting married to my husband and, uh, did all the little details to our wedding. Um, and I had gone back to school to Columbia to study sustainable development, but has had like crippling anxiety from school anxiety and mm -hmm. like it cost a ton of money to go to Columbia. Do they have that, that specific program, sustainable yeah. development? Yeah, wow, they that's do. really cool. Um, but it can also, that program can be like financially sustainable development or like, you know, it can be, Got it. 
like in a lot of different sectors. Um, and so I did all of our wedding details and people were like, oh, this is what you should do. And I'm in the like dealing with severe anxiety and then people telling me there was like this other route I could take and yeah. seeing my friends going to like art school something clicked of like, oh, I could make this a business. Um, so I started with um, wedding invitations and just making a few products and popping up in markets around the city. And then people liked my products and I didn't like working with brides. So I sort of pivoted <laughs> and just started doing products. And we do letterpress printing, baby goods, bath, home goods. Um, and then sort of just like took off. And then um, now how, many, my, how long ago was that? Um that was like May 2014. Okay. Um, and then now my mom works with me full time. We have employees. We have a store. We're in like, uh, I don't know, several hundred stores in the U.S. and big wow. places too. And it just kind of like was a natural process. But then like once I was there, I was like, oh, duh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then also um, that I can make, it might be a smaller mark I make, but sustainably I can like control more of what I do. Yeah, the choices you yeah, make. Yeah, how my business is affect. you know, how my business contributes to waste and hopefully help people find more sustainable alternatives as well. Were you always sort of like sustainably minded? Where did you sort of get this interest and in like to even go back to school and all that sort of thing? Um, so for going back to school, that was just like my husband encouraging me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, whatever. He really loves school. Um, I do not. I sort of <laughs> like, like, you gotta do this too. <laughs> he just like loves the school experience. And yep. I sort of thought like, oh, maybe I would. And then I was like, no, I still hate it. It's not for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I have, um, I'm an HSP, which is a hypersensitive person. Mm, okay. So um, I give lots of feelings to inanimate objects. So I feel like that kind of correlates to my like need to be sustainable because it's just like more trash. And then I think about it. And then if you give all the trash, like personalities, it sounds crazy, but like, it's like a, everything's discarded. It's a never ending that. cycle of like that you think of all the time. So my neuroses probably is what <laughs> really led to me that. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, if you read into it, you can't forget it. Yeah. Really. I still feel that way, by the way, about like stuffed animals and stuff like when I go to the thrift store and I see all of them and I'm like are all of these gonna end up in landfills like what's happening oh my god and <laughs> so I start freaking out and I'm like but for some reason still animating them I, I think it's watching Toy Story too many times because I'm like all of these oh my they're god too adorable. they used to belong to children and now they're just all alone but multiply that by like yeah. every single inanimate yeah. object that's yeah. pretty overwhelming yeah no I totally do like yeah I can't throw out like a potato I have to eat it or throw out too <laughs> so it's not alone but yeah <laughs> that speaks to childhood trauma <laughs> but yeah wait so were your uh did you grow up in a home that was sustainably minded were your parents um it's funny so we had all antique everything so technically mm. yes it was sustainable right um, that wasn't maybe but the goal. it wasn't really you know, maybe that was my mom was into like all organic food. And, you know, we only shopped at the health food store um, when we didn't have money to even. So I guess that maybe she did prioritize, prioritize that a bit. Um, but there just wasn't the, you know, weight that plastics have now. Right. So we were sustainable, I guess, without really realizing it. And we did have a compost and stuff, which I don't know how many people did then. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because um, actually my boyfriend's parents, they lived in the East Village for like oh, no way. quite a few years, like uh, following college. And then they decided to have a family and then moved um, away. But 
she was talking about Gray's mom was telling me about how when Grayson was little, people had just kind of really started making the switch to disposable diapers Mm -hmm. and how she started getting freaked out. And she was like, wait, if everyone's starting to use disposable diapers, like this is, this doesn't seem good. And so it's just interesting because I think people thought differently about convenience maybe Mm -hmm. like 30 or 40 or 50 years ago than they do now because now we take like convenient convenient everything for granted and that's like the motto of how we shop and all of that but I think Mm -hmm. that maybe people had a little more connection to you know decades ago of what actually happens when we throw things away and now it's like I think it's it's unconscious a lot of the time for us now yeah, totally. Also, there's no way. Like, you're throwing it. It's going somewhere. It's just not in your line of sight. And that was easy to ignore when we just started doing that, however, like 50 years ago. Um, but now it's like, can't be ignored, or hopefully not. Well, let's get into that yeah. for in a second. Yes. Before we dive more in, and I'm so excited because this is really something that I don't know a lot about, so I'm excited to be educated on this. Um, but before we dive deeper, let's talk about, and we're going to be talking about sustainability, let's talk about something I have been wanting to try to sustain lately, and that's eating more greens. Um, I have no problem eating browns, bread, pasta, chocolate, cookies, pie, chips. I will forever eat those beloved brown things. They are my queens, but I really, really have wanted to make an effort to get green foods in my body that are full of nutrients and give me the vitamins. My insides need to thrive. And I want my daughter to know that eating those greens is fun too. And uh, the app that's been helping me to do that is Noom. Noom is a habit-changing solution app that truly makes sure you're doing what you want to do, simply your personal goal, and that's it. They push nothing on you and encourage self-love and worth and care and consistently ask how you feel most encouraged. There's no pressure. Simply ask what you want, what you need, and uh, they just ask why you are truly doing this and how you feel most loved and supported. Um, As I said, my purpose for using Noom has been to help remind me to eat more greens, and my personal Noom goal specialist has helped me do just that. And before we even started together, the people at Noom really make sure that you're motivated the way that you prefer. I like a gentle nudge and love, and so my goal specialist does just that. And Noom has been really helpful for me and numerous of both of our family members. um, They all comment on how they feel seen and encouraged through it. You don't have to make changes all in one day because small steps make big progress. You can sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash chatty. Visit Noom.com slash chatty. Start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash chatty. Moon backwards. Moon backwards. It's our favorite. So I know you're not an expert when it comes to, I mean, you know, you're not well, an environmental so, expert or maybe yeah. you are. No, I mean, I don't want to use that title because I'm not. And also that's like, makes it super vulnerable. <laughs> um, but I definitely am well-read and know about the things that affect my family and my business when it comes to sustainability. So do you, and if you don't, this is totally fine. Do you know, like when historically, like a lot of changes started shifting in terms of like single use plastics and like all that sort of thing when people started, yeah, when things started changing and things became more disposable just in general? Um, I don't know a ton historically. I know a little bit that like, you know, first medically it was great, like to be able to have like disposable IVs and stuff like that. And that's huge. And Mm -hmm. like that still, of course, makes sense. But um, I think it was kind of in the 70s, we went from more 
paper goods. Like I'm just even thinking fast food. It was like really papery. And then advancements came with like sort of a waxed paper. And then we went from there. And other, it's funny because there's a sort of duality of like, seeing single use plastics as like, um, sort of a privilege. I feel like in a lot of countries, like when I visit Southeast Asia, it's kind of like, you know, a luxury to like be able to have all the stuff you throw out. And then now in the U S we're, we sort of went through that and now it's coming back to like, it's more of a privilege to have my nice little coffee cup to bring and reuse. Right. So it's my shifting. (laughs) It's shifting. And, um, I hope that maybe other countries it shifts a little sooner because those other countries, like I, I went to recently to Myanmar, formerly Burma and, um, some of the little old ladies still have like amazing ways to wrap like little treats in leaves and things like that. And they just do it because it's like cheap and accessible. But then there's definitely like the majority of the street vendors are using like plastic bags and stuff. And it, you know, it makes sense. It's hard to say like, no, you need to be like offering this other stuff when it's like their whole job like relies on what is cheap and fast and easy. So, and I imagine a lot of those shifts started, I mean, originally going back to like the industrial revolution, we're talking about like late 1800s, early 1900s, but also just, um, I know the convenience with food shifted kind of like you're talking about with fast food and like the forties and fifties and like canned, the commercial canned goods started getting really big in the forties and like, um, you know, TV dinners and all that yeah. stuff yeah. was like, oh my gosh. And everyone kind of so became sexy. obsessed with this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that sort of start kicked off this era of like convenience. And of yeah. course it's just convenience over everything. Yeah. Even though the convenience is like five seconds. Yeah. And then at the same time, I can understand how it must've felt really liberating too. If you're looking at like the average American housewife and mm-hmm. the pressure to like create home cooked meals and to spend, you right. know, days doing laundry and all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I have so much freedom now to be able to like just generate right. food and like, you know, not have to wash diapers and all this kind right. of stuff. That's well, like, like, yeah. Sorry. No, I was no, going to say, well, at one point when, when, when nothing was convenient, then it was like, oh, what something that's convenient and easy. That sounds great. And now all of a sudden everything sure, is convenient. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that just, also like the, it speaks to like our shift in roles. Like they're less right. sort of that traditional stay at home, um, making everything because like the economy is different and things like that. So it's like sort of a double-edged sword if you will yeah. totally because I remember my great-grandma had to like you know make everyone's clothes and if clothes were ripping or things you would mend them and yeah. you know then that, it's, it's all this very like time-consuming process that right. sort of would take over a mother's life but so so I can imagine then when the feminist revolution all this stuff happened it was like a big shift for women but also a really big shift for the environment too. Right. And it is ironic what you were saying about sort of the, the spin around with lux- like luxury and convenience, because I even think going a little bit off topic here, but uh, like Waldorf and Montessori education, which is super like back to simplistic, uh, a simplistic childhood. And you, you, that is mostly for very pri- people in very privileged positions with a lot of money yeah. and generally white. And it's really interesting because you know, technology used to be like the really big luxury, which it still is. But if we're looking in the U.S. at like the education system, it's like lower income schools and stuff are like very computer. It's just interesting how now like the simplistic back to basics lifestyle Mm -hmm. has become for the wealthy. Yeah. I've looked into Montessori schools in New York and I cannot afford that. Oh yeah. (laughs) And Waldorf. It's insane. It's crazy. When we were looking at schools out here, 
um, for like daycare for Ember, I was noticing that too, where I'm like, the more electronics that are in the classroom, the cheaper the school is. And the ones with all the wood toys (laughs) are so expensive. (laughs) <laughs> like, this is so confusing to me. It's so backwards. <laughs> I know. I remember my nanny kids were in this um, camp where I was looking around when I picked them up and I'm like, these kids are literally just playing in the backyard all day with like sticks. Yeah. And this camp is like $2,000 a week or something insane like that for this day camp where they're basically just running around barefoot in this lady's backyard. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is luxury now. It's interesting. Anyway, I digress. Um, so... Okay, talking about that shift sort of historically, um, what are some of the major impacts that are happening on our planet today? Like, what are, what are some of the consequences that we're facing? Well, um, definitely climate change is, you know, really in part to a handful of like major, a few major corporations. So okay. it's definitely kind of tricky, like, yes, don't use that straw and make that impact. But it's also like we need to be holding these giant corporations accountable. Um, it's definitely, well, you know, there's definitely some smaller countries that are really sustainable. They're also the mo- most vulnerable. So we can change as much as we want in the U.S. and stop like plastic bags and stuff. And yes, that is a positive effect on, say, like turtles and our wildlife. But in the end, like we need to change law- regulations. Okay. Um, yeah. And how but. does the climate get affected by like I guess I don't know well, how. So, for instance, um, if you take like, do you know about palm oil? I've, I don't know. Okay. I, I know that it's like bad. <laughs> I know it's but bad, I but I don't know why. Okay, yeah. so palm oil is in like everything. It For food, the top thing is Nutella. Um, it's also it can be in cosmetics, things like sodium lauryl sulfate, mm-hmm. which is, you know, um, which are in, is it is a cleaning agent. Shampoo. Um, yeah, it's in a lot of stuff you definitely want to avoid yeah. if, it's, if you see it in a ingredient list um that is also derived from palm oil so palm oil um is mainly made in like malaysia and indonesia i think they have massive plantations um where they the climate that the palms uh thrive in are sort of like darker heavier rainforest situations where that hosts tons of animals especially ones that are kind of going extinct like orangutans so what they do is they will like burn down the forest just to plant these palms and that destroys like tons of natural habitat for Mm. animals it's also really awful like just the emissions that it makes um and it's and another, from another aspect, it's really horrible labor practices. Mm. Um, so that's just like one 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 ingredient that is in like a lot of stuff in the U.S. And this is the impact that it has. Mm. And then like um, what what is what impact does trash directly have on the environment? That might seem like a silly question, but I'm like, is it, does that increase carbon emissions? I don't. I don't feel like I don't even know the basic science between how the link is between waste or like palm oil and these things and like right. what's actually happening to our planet like or how climate change is even created or what's of yeah well so climate change is obviously affecting our climate yeah <laughs> but um things like if you just take simple trash for example it can go a number of routes um it can go in landfill which is not great because that produces um, methane gas um, as it's decomp as, as it's yeah decomposing. yeah okay. and for instance in that trash 
I think something like three quarters of it is food waste. So food, if you composted it instead, it goes back into the earth right. and then has a positive um, contribution. Whereas if you just put it in landfill, it can't break down and does release methane gas. So it could just be dirt, but instead people are usually tossing food in the landfill and it can't even break down. And that's like a super simple thing because plastic, yeah, what are you going to do with plastic? But food, you can get rid of really easily. I always just figured that that things would just compost in the landfills and no, that it would have the same effect. They don't have it's they don't have like the same amount of air. So with compost it's kind of aerated so things break down, things come out, they, you know, it becomes soil again and really rich soil actually. Whereas um you know, in a landfill it's packed really tightly together so it can't breathe and it can't decompose the same way. Um and then for instance, so some trash might be in a landfill, some trash gets shipped to various other vulnerable countries um where they might be doing things like burning it. And oh, burning wow. plastic right. is really awful for the air that we breathe. Um and then sometimes a lot of times trash just ends up wherever it ends up in the world. Like when I went to um northern Thailand, um I, we were like in the middle of a dense forest, rural, nothing there. And there would be like plastic bags floating by. It was, I could not, there was like no sacred place on earth where you can just not find litter somewhere. Which is so interesting because I see people taking pictures when they're traveling of like certain areas where things are just covered in trash and they're like, wow, so sad. And I'm like, that's your trash. Yeah. <laughs> like we have yeah. the luxury of having waste <clears throat> systems in the United States where it's like la da 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 out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It's so crazy to think about because when I was in India and it was like we were in like the slum area and it's literally like mountains of trash and like mm-hmm. the animals are eating the trash and like the kids are pl- I mean, it's it's like was just devastating to see. And me with like my troop of like kids from our expensive private school were just like literally saying what you were saying. So terrible, so tragic that they do that over here. <laughs> like, and that makes me feel sick. The idea that that's like my, that's me. Yeah. <sighs> and yeah, and a lot of times the waste in those other countries could be literally yours. Yeah. That's crazy <laughs> to oh think gosh. about. Yeah. That's really wild. It can be really depressing. We can talk about more upbeat things too. <laughs> well, when you talk about corporations mm-hmm. um, in fact, uh, affecting climate change, like is that in the manufacturing of products with CO2 emissions or like what does that look like? Yeah, it can be everything from, um, well, there's things like fracking. I don't know. If, I feel like I don't know enough about fracking to go into it in depth, but yeah, definitely stuff like that. Um, like different, like fracking. offshore drilling. Yeah. Um, and then even just the emissions with like transportation, if stuff is coming from China, um, there's just like so many different aspects you can look at. Um, and then, yeah, of course the packaging and stuff, but the ingredients they're using there, there's not a lot of transparency. So like this, you know, there's apparently now sustainable palm oil, although I don't feel like that's possible, yeah. but it's like, so what is your, like, I want to see this product from like where it started to like where it is now. Like, why can't we see that? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it can be from the beginning of the process to the end. What about, um, I always hear like the meat industry too, or like, what a, do you, do you have any idea offhand, like how that affects the environment? Um, I know that it's something like if everyone were to stop eating beef, I think it's like the same as if everyone were to stop driving. Whoa. Like it's it's like not exactly, but it's that's like a huge, the meat wow. industry is huge. So I'm vegetarian, um, but I do know a little bit about um, 
like um, fish stuff. I just recently did a home consultation to be greener, which is like a new project we're starting. Um, but she had a lot of questions about fish because she doesn't really eat meat. Um, so she wanted to know like the more sustainable options. And it's like pretty wild if you delve into it. Um, so for instance, wild fish you don't really want to eat because it's depleting the oceans and sure. also they can be pretty polluted themselves mercury right. levels yeah all that and sort of thing. yeah americans um ingest about a credit card's weight worth of plastic a week um what be it from like meats or even in just your back of your eyeballs i'm like oh what <laughs> yeah. the fuck um out. In microplastics <laughs> that people i feel like are gonna be tuning out this is too depressing no no, <laughs> no. please um, okay so yeah so you could be eating pollution wait, how? and stuff wait in, i don't understand it's in water it's little microplastics so if you have something synthetic not to be like yeah. um, i mean yeah like just look those this little, is all cotton and leather yeah okay. no so um, those little microplastics wind up in the water because um, as they're breaking down yes yeah yeah so like trash they can that ends be up shedding. in the ocean or like mm-hmm. in the water okay, yeah. okay they can be shedding there's cool things like um the cora ball is this and i think also the guppy bag or something they're little new devices that can sort of catch microplastics before they enter our water stream so the cora ball it acts like coral and you can put it in your washing machine and the little tentacles kind of grab the micro microplastics someone was telling me about this because you know how all the things that's all the rage now is like water bo- things made out of water bottles mm-hmm. or like um and one of my friends was telling me but i guess it's not just pertaining to recycled stuff it could be just like literally any synthetic mm-hmm. fabric that's derived from plastic yeah in your washer that's what happens is that it will yeah little little tiny shreds of fat you know stuff that comes off and it goes then it adds into up. the washing machine water and then that goes back into our i mean all of our water supply is like constantly being yeah, recycled our, our yeah but our i think our filters are not really up to date in terms of catching microplastics that's crazy um, so if we're ingesting my charcoal thing isn't gonna do shit for the <laughs> microplastics <laughs> Wait, what so, the so the a credit card's worth a week you said a credit card's weight worth weight, weight worth a, a week. week. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, what does that do to our bodies? Well, I was just thinking, like, I mean, God, I'm, I might sound so stupid saying this, but like, if this is something that is happening just super recently, and the amount of like things like cancer that has just been accelerating, I mean, that totally. would I, make yeah. complete. I mean, if if I'm if I'm eating that much plastic every week, yeah, or if you just even think about like gut issues i mean yeah, stuff totally. like that that i'm or obsessed with allergies that we all oh hey now. why am i so constipated <laughs> all the time because because I, I have a freaking plastic ball in my intestines yeah. wow so anyway so back to fish yes um so that's sort of the issue with wild is that you don't want to deplete the ocean and they're probably already polluted um with farmed fish there are definitely it's just sort of i feel like everything when you're making sustainable changes is like research 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 Mm -hmm. so know where you're getting it from what their whole chain of you know making it or getting it is um and so farmed fish can be it really awful um it depends on where it's made but usually they're in like a you know kind of netted cage thing within a river or um an ocean um and they themselves kind of get deformed because they get you know they're in too small of a place they get pumped with antibiotics then the you know the diseases they have fight against antibiotics more antibiotics it's like an awful cycle and then they start to get deformed and then the 
the things they're being fed are awful. It's just like a vicious cycle. Um, and I recently watched a documentary on it and it like opened up some of those farmed fish and it was just like frightening what's inside them and you what we're what eating. the documentary is called? No, I think it was on YouTube. Thanks. It was an okay. official okay. thing, but it's on YouTube. <laughs> I think it was something about how salmon is super, farmed salmon is super toxic. Um, Jess, <laughs> your eyeballs. <laughs> I'm just, I'm um, literally like, you're just and, feeding me and knowledge. And it's also, <laughs> you know, it's people just like trying to make a buck around the world. So like, it's hard to, you know, blame them and they don't know the impact it's having. Mm -hmm. But if you're in Vietnam or no, where's the Mekong river? I don't remember. I feel like that's, is it Vietnam? Anyway, so they referenced it and what people are doing is they're channeling some of the river into near their home to farm fish, but that river is super polluted. Mm -hmm. People just throw their garbage in it. Mm -hmm. So then there you go. You have a new batch of like these deformed, polluted fish and it's just like, an ongoing thing, so depressing. Yeah. So you're veg. Yeah, I've okay. been yeah veg for a long time. Yeah, I try to be vegan. Um, my daughter really loves cheese, but we buy like <laughs> local good cheese. <laughs> yeah, I get goat cheese from the yeah. from the co-op by us, and that's kind of like yeah. How I, I would say it. if you are gonna buy meat and dairy um, or veggies, even buy local farmers market co-op. Co-ops are really are cheaper than a lot of places. Way cheaper than Whole Foods. And you can yeah. like ask people what you feed your fish. You can also, I know people are gonna be like, this is so sketchy, but like for eggs, you can look up on Craigslist people selling eggs who have chickens in their backyards. Because yeah. a lot of times like people who have chickens, if they have like a lot of chickens, they have way more than they can eat in their household. Like that, my Grayson's oh, parents wow. have chickens mm-hmm. and we get a lot of our eggs from them. And yeah, so it's like people just, you know, having their chickens in their backyards yeah. Definitely. Really? Granted, I do want to say that a lot of these suggestions can sound like they're coming from a place of privilege. Like yeah, yeah, people yeah. don't have time to go on Craigslist and, you know, once a buy week those. buy eggs. <laughs> Let me like drive on down there to get some farm eggs. So I know. Yeah, it's I don't want to stress anyone out that can't make these changes, but you can definitely make some change on any budget. Mm-hmm. So true. And even the choices you're making, this is the, the one thing that is really hard, um, that I've been noticing is our surrounding food. And, um, I always like your stories about how you're trying when you go to the grocery store <laughs> and going to the co-op of trying to have a zero Sorry. waste, um, food, by the way, is that one of the hardest change like what changes actually have you been implementing in your daily life so yeah what, how did it start i'm like really hardcore right now but i haven't always been um i've just like every like three to six months i'll kind of like assess the situation and be like wait why are we still buying this like recently well i guess like eight months ago i made the toothpaste switch so i buy um either david's toothpaste which i gave you guys it's in like a tin and has a really cute key so you use like every bit i use tooth powder and also sometimes i make my own um And so that was just one of those things. Like I was so used to just like going and buying like my Toms of Maine and didn't think much of it. But yeah, Yeah. it's in a plastic tube. It actually doesn't have the best ingredients in it. So it's just kind of like reassessing every once in a while. But I feel like bathroom is easiest. And I feel like at least from where I am in my life, food is definitely easier. Mm. Um, Yeah, because just because I have those resources like in my neighborhood. So that's the thing. Food has actually been hardest for me. And I did want to talk about that in terms of privilege, because where 
I used to live, I, and kind of where we live now is like in what people call food desert Hmm. where, um, there's basically like no kind of like grocery stores or healthy foods within a certain mileage. Hmm. And if you're in low income neighborhoods, you might even notice that you've got like KFC, McDonald's, Taco Bell, Carl's Jr., like fast food down the whole street and trying to find just like a normal, like even like a Ralph's or something like that can be sometimes like three or four miles away, which especially if you live in a big city is pretty fucking far away. Yeah. If you're Um, relying on public transportation. I was shocked when we moved to Los Angeles because where we moved our, our first year here, there was no grocery store to be found within like a few miles and i'm like what is going on but like you said it was just lines of fast food Uh Mm uh-huh yeah and and even um the grocery stores that are near us are like smart and final and food for less and it's like the two that are close to us like don't have a bulk section you know like the only thing that i can get uh is like fresh produce without having to use like single use plastics or like styrofoam or cardboard or all that kind of stuff. And so it's hard. And like for people who live in certain neighborhoods or maybe who live in like small towns in the Midwest, it's like, we don't even have a grocery store in our, you know? And so I was wondering if you had any like tips for that, but also just so we can acknowledge that some of the things we're going to be talking about are coming from a place of privilege that not everybody else has access to. And so I just want to give this kind of disclaimer as we're talking that it's about doing what's in your power and in your control and in your budget and in your <laughs> resources of energy and time and all that kind of thing. So just wanted to put yeah. that out there. No, I definitely, and also my own disclaimer is <laughs> I'm definitely privileged with my time. I work for myself, but like money is not something I'd have always had. And I have like not that much now, but, um, it's definitely like I choose to prioritize it. Um, and because I have the privilege of like time, that's kind of flexible. I could like spend more time researching or like doing more home prep of food mm-hmm. for the week or, you know, making my own condiments, things like that, which in the long time, long run save money. But, um, there's like time that a lot of people right. don't have. So um, what I do for groceries is um, about once every two weeks, I restock all my bulk. So it's pasta, it's grains, um, beans. I buy all like dry beans. I don't do cans. Well, once in a while. Um, <laughs> it's like all in moderation. Right. Um, and then every about every week I buy like fresh stuff. So, you know, I buy like kale and just butters and things like that. Um, and then on like Sunday night, I'll do my prep for the week. So I'll make salad dressing and I'll also prep things that are in season. So um, at our co-op, they'll put on sale um, some funky looking tomatoes and I will like It'll take just like an hour, but you can like roast tons of tomatoes and then you bottle them and freeze them. And then you have like roasted tomato sauce um, that you can use for whatever. And I do the same with berries and stuff. So it's kind of just like it's a little bit more like thinking ahead. Yeah. Um, what about things like olive oil or baking soda? Do you just buy that like- bulk? But oh. not a lot of places have that. OK. So, um, yeah, especially olive oil, I feel like. I don't know, but it really depends. You know, there's things like that where I've, I've kind of assessed and I'm like, I don't really know how to solve this problem of like something that I need for baking or that kind of thing that I can't get Also, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, you know, weigh your options and see like, well, okay, baking powder for 
like you're not going to use it maybe that often. Buy this. If you ever find a bulk place, that's cool. If not, you're not going to, you know, go through a million. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm probably going to sound silly, what? but the different. OK, so buying it in bulk. Why is that better? Oh, so it's not individually packaged. So okay. you bring your own things. So yeah. what you can get is like um, a mesh bag or like the. Like, you know, we have bags laying around the house. <laughs> this keep- is an old tahini jar with the tear on it because I normally use this to fill stuff up, but it has my coffee in it right now. <laughs> so like um, we've recently been making this switch. So like even if you have canvas bags laying mm-hmm. around or even if you have um, like I always save if something comes mm-hmm. in like a little plastic bag, mm-hmm. I just save it and reuse it over and over again. And you can then take it to the bulk section. So instead of buying like a box of rice that then has a plastic disposable thing inside with the rice. You go to the bulk section, you bring your jar with you or you bring oh, your bag with yeah, you okay. and fill it up with rice or like beans, like you're saying, instead uh, of using a can. So you bring your own containers to house the bulk stuff instead of buying it off the shelf with all the excess packaging that it comes it, in. And you, it, okay. and you don't pay for the packaging. So like I said, this has the tear. So the tear is the weight before it's filled. So then at the register, they would take that weight off. Yeah. Um, Or even, I mean, it's not ideal, but like in in certain sections, they'll have paper bags that you could fill up like a paper bag with almonds instead of buying like a big plastic unscrew jar of almonds. And it's also cool because if you're like doing some experimental cooking, you could buy just like a tiny bit of something without wasting like a whole jar, you know. Um, I do want to suggest some places... um, that if you don't have sort of like a farmer's market, there are CSAs, which is community supported agriculture. Um, and I'm sure you guys have them all over here. I'm going to look it up. I don't <laughs> even, I've never even heard of that. Oh my CSA. God. I've never CSAs heard of it. are the best. So what happens is every, ours is every week on Sundays. Um, it meets at different local gardens in the city. It's if you're in New York, it's called lungs, community lungs, I think. Um, and it's basically you. Oh yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's called CSA. <laughs> yeah. So it, they work with different, uh, farms and it, it's like a CSA. You like have a membership or it can, you know, be weekly. Um, but you pay like a certain amount and you get sort of a varied selection of stuff. So my CSA is $10 and you get like a paper, grocery paper size bag full of various things. Sometimes it can be a, like watermelon, Brussels sprouts, strawberries, like tomatoes, like tons of stuff. And it's super cheap and it's organic. Yeah. Um, wow. We used to get it as a kid and we'd get, yeah, like crates of fruits and vegetables. And then they would like, you would leave the crate out and they'd pick it up. And so you just like, you wouldn't use any waste. Oh, that's a it. nice one they deliver. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I want to say that a lot of these kinds of programs have sort of um, lower income slots so you can say that you can't afford it and they will consider you and fit you in also i just wanted to say so i know people some people don't have the option of doing bulk but even like a small change that you could make so in the fruits and veggies section instead of grabbing one of those plastic bags off of the thing to put your apples in one you could bring your own bags for it or if i forget to do that just put it all in your cart you do not need those bags the other day i saw a guy putting like I went to a conventional grocery store, which I can't even go to anymore. I get so much anxiety. But um, <laughs> he, and this is the like exact example why, he was taking one lime, one lemon, like several times, putting them in single bags. They can each? touch. They can touch. What yes. the fuck? Each, he had like six, and each lime and lemon had its own bag. 
It's not necessary. Y'all, yeah, no you one can needs just, it. I know also, you, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you're gonna wash it at home. That's probably. the thing. You should. You should be. Your kale it at home. can touch the cart. Yes, <laughs> I know. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and so that's just one tip where I realize, like, why am I even getting bags for? Yeah, this? those bags like, have always been a little confusing. Just throw it all in your cart. <laughs> you don't need it. The and you know what? It looks checkout. cuter when you get home and it's all on the table, not in plastic. It looks. It's cute. true, <laughs> and it's very Instagrammable. And the person in the cat, like the cashier person, may roll their eyes at you as you're like avocados are rolling everywhere but who cares and so that's like a small change you can make without having to remember to bring anything without having you know all that also the yeah the plastic netting at grocery stores like um they'll they'll have avocados or oranges yeah you don't need it oh yeah just buy them individually and throw them in your cart Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh that's such a like a, a simple tip that i can like a hack even though i love the bags of cuties what are those? Like the tan, the those tangerines little, that oh, come in the bag. My and, cup has them plastic free. Oh, wow. <laughs> I really spoiled my cup. I went to I know one. your co-op. Oh, I see your Instagram. I'm like that is crazy. It's smaller than this garage. It's, wow. But it's like packed. With, but co-opportunity I went to and it was oh, yeah. amazing. I had one walking distance from my last house in Culver uh, City and I loved what it. What is co-opportunity? It's um, a co-op over here. A yeah. co-op. Oh, that, in Los Angeles. Ah. Yeah. And co-op is just... I believe it just means that they cooperate with like local farmers and local. No, Does that know what it means? It means you can become a member. Oh. So you can have either a working membership um, or non-working. I have non-working because I don't have time, but I pay like $45 a year and I get, I think it's something like 10% discount on every purchase. You don't have to be a member to shop and then working discount. Um, it, that is different for different people. But in uh, my co-op, it's like you have to work like an hour and a half every other week no and you get like 20% oh. off. <laughs> I don't know if they have the option at co-opportunity, but I had a membership and then they'd have certain days of the month where like everything would be 30% off for right. members or something cool like that. The other thing great about co-ops is you look like less of a weirdo <laughs> when your cart is full of bulk things that every single thing needs to be weighed because the old lady behind you, she's also got the same thing. So, <laughs> so I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know about the one in Santa Monica, but the one in Culver city was kind of disappointing though. Cause I had been in co- to co-ops in San Francisco where like you can basically like buy bread without packaging mm-hmm. and like eggs and like, basically everything they didn't have that uh, option really at the at co-opportunity it's kind of like sort of whole foods with like a really nice bulk section you know what's sad is that i didn't know what a co-op was until i a certain broad city episode (laughs) i mean again i was like what is this magical place they're talking about the co-op and i'm like it's a thing of privilege is actually a really good one in eagle rock that's really close to you well now i know it's Changes. also a vegan, it's also a vegan one Changes too. Changes on the way. Really good cashew cheese. <laughs> anyway, quick break. Anyway, well, speaking of sustainable, let's chat about the most sustainable bedding company on the planet, Etitude. And let's talk about Etitude sheets. Silk is hot and expensive. Uh, linen is scratchy and cotton is scratchy and hot. But now there's Etitude, made from 100% organic, clean bamboo. These sheets are pure heaven and make the perfect gift for yourself or everyone on your list. You've probably heard about bamboo sheets, but Etitude's Clean Bamboo is the third generation of bamboo bedding technology, and it's absolutely amazing. Etitude sheets are feathery soft, not to mention beautiful. I have one of their comforter thingies, comforter, what are they called? Duvets. Duvet. Duvet. And it's fantastic. (laughs) It's lush. One customer said, they make my 1300 cotton Egyptian sheets feel like sandpaper. Best sleep of my life. 
It's true. The level of soft is crazy. Also, organic clean bamboo recycles 98% of the water it uses, so it's the most sustainable bedding available. Cotton uses a ton of pesticides and wastes water, and it's harmful on the environment. If you want to give a gift that the recipient will love and future generations will thank you, give the gift of Attitude Sheets. Uh, Evan and I have had the best sleep of our lives since we got Attitude. Fact, hands down, we used to dream of sleeping in those hotel beds. Not so anymore. Now I have the most comfortable bedding in my house. Uh, And why not try Attitude? These amazing sheets have a 30-day risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your sheets for a full refund. They even cover shipping made with a, um, or excuse me, they even cover shipping and returns. And Attitude bedding is for the educated, conscious consumer. It's 100% organic bamboo, like Becca was saying, made with non-toxic manufacturing process. It's hypoallergenic and antimicrobial. Uh, Attitude's other products also make great holiday gifts you can check out their beautiful pajamas they're so cute their bath towels and bath robes all made out of that feathery soft bamboo fabric attitude sheets they're soft silk breathable as linen but the price cotton you or that special someone you buy them for are going to love them right now our listeners will get 20 percent off their sheet set and free shipping just text chat to 64,000. The only way to get 20% off your attitude sheets and free shipping is to text chat to 64,000. Text CHAT to 64000. Becca, do you know what I like? What do you like? Smelling good. Do you mm. know what I not like? Not smelling good. It's really simple. (laughs) Um, And if I can't smell myself in a positive way throughout the day, I tend to get a little anxious. And Scentbird helps ensure I always smell delish. Well, yeah, scent is the most powerful sense you have. A smell can bring on a flood of memories, influence your mood, and of course enhance your natural style. But... While you're looking for that signature scent that will make you stand out and keep the memory of you lingering on, why waste so much time and money with cheap knockoffs and half-empty bottles of failed experiments? With Scentbird, you can have great taste and mix up your fragrance routine without breaking the bank, whether it's Tom Ford, Gucci, Versace. Scentbird.com keeps you smelling good month after month. Scentbird has more than 600 designer brands that you can choose from, uh, perfumes and colognes, each month, you can choose the perfume you want to try, and they will send you a 30-day supply. Um, I have a lot of fun experimenting and mixing it up, so right now, I'm really feeling that Burberry Brit. It's kind of my favorite find. Okay, and with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 30% off your first month today. That's only 10 bucks for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash chatty or use code chatty for 30% off your first month. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash chatty for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $10. Sign on. Smell amazing. Okay. Now the next thing I wanted to, Oh, did you have any other fast tips for like grocery shopping just in general? Things you've changed, things you didn't think of, I don't know, all that kind of stuff. I don't know, just that if, you know, it doesn't always have to be about bulk, you know, when you are considering bulk, it still arrives in plastic. It's just like Mm. you yourself are not getting that, you know, plastic bag or something. So we do have to look at it that way. And, um, but like weigh your options, like with the pastas, look around, see what's what, where is it from? Like, you know, instead of just being like, this is bulk or this is organic. Yeah, and I've also been thinking lately, like, I love, I don't know if you have, you guys have had the um, Mary's Gone Crackers crackers that are like the really seedy ones. Yes. They're so good. So I started thinking, yummy. I was like, okay, why don't I just look up a knockoff recipe 
I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, wait, this is so easy. I just have to buy sesame seeds in bulk, like chia seeds, yeah. uh, some random other stuff. And a lot of that stuff freezes. So like you could have your yes. like Sunday night prep and then just do it. One thing like I recently switched to is I make tofu cream cheese. Ooh, it's really it yummy because I like otherwise I was getting the tofu in the packaging. Yes. And it's really processed. So um, not that tofu is like the best in the world anyway, but um, now it's really easy to make your own tofu cream cheese. Yeah. And I started doing that with garlic spread too just little things yeah. where i'm like wait can i make this every once in a while instead of buying the little plastic container of it mm. or buying the crackers that there's like 15 of them you know in the box yeah. it's not even that many and having yeah. them in the plastic in the cardboard i would recommend um my favorite resource because uh, she's super relatable is um Anne marie bonneau um her instagram is zero waste chef and her um, um her website because it's a little frustrating and being sustainable kind of feels like unattainable when it's like the 23 year old single girl with like the jar of this is my waste from a whole year and it's like <laughs> you know i have like kid, i'm a mother like, things get <laughs> like parents shoved on me have, yeah. whether i want it to or not yeah. it's like not realistic and also sorry you're not counting your like emissions of flying to conferences. <laughs> um, so Anne-Marie Bonneau, I love her. She's just like, she's a little bit crustier too, which I feel like I am. So like she's all into like stuff from the side of the road and like um, she has amazing recipes for pretty much anything. She taught me about the um, roasted tomatoes in season, which like Ooh. is such an obvious thing, but like, oh, that's a really good idea. And that's zero waste chef. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. And she, I know that quote is going around a lot, which is like, oh, I always screw it up, but like, it doesn't take a million, one person doing zero waste perfectly. It takes like a million people doing it imperfectly or something. Yeah, I'm sure that. you've seen it. That's her quote. Be an imperfect vegan, be an imperfect. I've been seeing those things. Yeah, like, well, being so the original yeah. one is her and she often doesn't get that's excited. Such a, that's so like for someone like me though, hearing that is, is such a good reminder because uh, I personally was raised in a home that was, I guess, maybe the opposite of everything that you guys are talking about. Like I knew nothing of this and my family knew nothing of it. So that's not anything that I practice. So sometimes I hear like things that you're saying and it's really overwhelming yes. to me yeah. because I go, oh my God, I literally, the amount of stuff that I'm going to have to change is just insurmountable. So just that idea of like being an imperfect vegan, being imperfect, living sustainably, like, okay, I, I can do, I can take one step at a time. Yeah. And like yeah. these tips that you're giving are helpful. Cause I'm like, okay, I can, I can like check out my co-op. Like I can check this out. Yeah. I can, I can do those easy things at the grocery store, like not get those extra plastic bags. Like I can do that yeah. step by yeah. step. I started thinking about that when I was vegetarian. Um, and I was like, you know what? We put so much pressure, especially specifically with, um, like diets, like vegan or vegetarian of like, you've got to be perfect. Like you never yeah. eat eggs, never eat butter, check all the packaging, make sure there's no honey in it. And it's sort of like, which is completely fine if you want to live your life that way. But for a lot of other people, it's like, fuck, I can't do that. So I just fuck it. I'm not going to yeah. do anything instead of like, imagine if you just switch to eating meat one day a week or two yeah. days a week, like mm -hmm. just start decreasing, mm -hmm. you know, like if we only had like a hamburger now and then if we stopped buying lunch meat, just little things like you don't have to commit to like never eating meat again, never buying fish again, like never using plastic. Otherwise, yeah, like you said, it just gets overwhelming. And you're like, fuck it. This is. Yeah. And that's kind of how it's been throughout my life that it's this idea of like you 
you know, well, I, I don't think I could ever, I, I don't think I could ever go, go that far. I don't think I could ever do that much. So like perfectly. So I guess I just won't instead of being like, Hey, you know what? Like you can change these, these small things and that I can like wrap my brain around. I hate that know? I'm making this parallel right now, but you know what I'm talking about being raised Christian. And they talk about that cycle of guilt and shame about like mm-hmm. you fuck up and then you're like, you just start sinning all the time again. And there's <laughs> yeah. this cycle, but it's like, I think about it a lot in terms of this, of that cycle of guilt and shame of like messing up and then just letting everything fall to the wayside because you feel like shit and you're beating yourself oh, yeah. over the head for like making a mistake. I was vegan for six months and I literally one day slipped up and I had the full shame and I went dive bombing back in <laughs> dive bombing and i was just mm-hmm. like well screw it i already messed up so i might as well instead of being like no girl it's fine <laughs> like just slowly we get back in it's not a big deal like tomorrow's a new day don't beat yourself up and i was just like i guess i'm just going full ho-. yeah it was it it's not that's not good and also like i do get to if my personality is sort of like i it's easier for me to go all or nothing mm-hmm. like which i think it is for everyone like balance is so much harder to implement in your life than I think um, Sarah, did you, when you like started more of this sustainable like journey, were you, was it less step-by-step thing or did you kind of just dive head first? Yeah. Like I said, it's like, it's, it's always a step-by-step kind of, um, in my business too. I'm like reassessing, like we would be carrying maybe something I thought was really cute. I'm like, Oh, but it comes packaged like this and they're not willing to change. So maybe we won't carry it mm-hmm. anymore. Things like that. Cause it's just, I don't know. It's also hard to tell kind of on the go if like you're buying something and you're into it and then it's like, oh, this isn't as good of a choice as I thought. So I'm going to like in the future not go do that. So, yeah, it's like, oh, it's a continual process. Also for me, um, maybe some of our listeners this way, I sort of have to wait until like the spirit moves me in a way. Like (laughs) for being vegetarian, it was like something I really thought on for a while. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, today's the day like from here on out we're doing it and and for some reason it's been like a a couple months ago you know what it was actually and I would really encourage our listeners to do this um in one of my classes which the class was writing for artists had nothing to do with this and my professor had us three days try to generate no waste for three days. And she's like, I don't care if this means buying all your groceries the day before day one and throwing out all the plastic on like day zero before day one. She's like, I don't care. Just try to see if you can for three days, create no waste. And we had to journal through it. And it was so hard. And when we got back after those days, she was like, yeah, so you all failed, right? Like we, that's like, and anyway, something about that. And we watched the Greta Thunberg video and, but something about all that, like just really watching myself. So the futility of me trying to not generate waste was so overwhelming for me. And I was with my parents at the time and I was like, mom, you changed Ruth's diaper because I'm not supposed to be generating waste. So she's, you and her are technically doing it, you know? And I don't know why there's something in that, that just really shifted things for me. And I've been like, and also created anxiety for me. And that's also sort of the dark side of what all that we're talking about is when you do start to research and get into it. You can't unsee it. You can't. Yeah. And it starts to get very like, I, and also, 
you don't want to be that obnoxious, annoying person either. Like Evan was talking about getting um, tablets for us. And I was just like, can we find like refurbished ones that are used? Cause like, I don't want to buy a fucking new tablet. And it's like, or even talking to my, my parents and uh, Grayston's parents about like, please don't buy anything new for Ruth. Like, and that's, it's hard. Yeah. And like, I've really had, like seriously had that discussion where I'm like, They'll buy something and be like, isn't this cute? I'm like, I asked you, like, please don't, like, buy anything new for her anymore. And I'm just like, oh, now I'm seeing, like, that, like, obnoxious, annoying bitch that's like. Well, no, that's, like, still a constant struggle, even though everyone knows that this is me and I do it for work and it's been a long time. They're still like, oh, here are the jelly sandals from Target that I got for Cece. And I'm like, please, no. (laughs) And I'll just bring it straight to the consignment store at this point because it's, like, really frustrating. But um, a note to what you said about, like, trying to create zero waste. Like, I I don't love that or you didn't say zero waste but I was thinking it I don't love that term because it doesn't take into account like yeah your gas when driving it doesn't take into account like if you go to a restaurant what is the waste being created behind the scene like yes. unless you're not going to be zero waste yeah. unless well you're are, not alive are you using or, toilet paper because even it's getting flushed <laughs> down the toilet that's still waste you know like, it's like that's why I don't love that term and so I like try to look at other people that aren't really that are just showing more approachable ways to be sustainable. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that turns a lot of people off too. Cause it's like, Oh, well I can't make unattainable. Just a, yeah. It's unattainable. Yeah. So, um, also just like another small thing, uh, talking about food before we transition, I really want to talk about fashion and like home products and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, water bottles. And I know, that it's like uh, uh, the cool thing is that culturally we're like starting to shift a lot of narratives like the straws and the water bottles maybe it's just because we live in LA too like when you live in a big city I'm seeing it everywhere like when I try I saw it a lot in Mexico yeah that's so cool there's a whole um uh thing in in it was in Oaxaca in Mexico City that was like sin popote por favor which is like no straw please like hashtag that all over the cities (laughs) which is really cool so it's kind of everywhere Huh. I know um, I might be working with this woman in India who um, they use fallen leaves and they steam them to make straws Whoa. because it's better than paper. And it's um, employing all these rural women in India. I don't remember wow. the name of the company, but we can look it up. But it's like things like that. So it's all over the world. Also, just to plug real quick, Love Wild Design, which you can look oh, up yeah. on Instagram <laughs> or we're also going to have a link in our uh, episode notes, yes. you have little things like straws and, um, instead of using, uh, foil or aluminum foil or using plastic wrap, you can use wax, uh, paper things. Can yes, what I'm called. not good at monetizing myself, but I do have a store that carries a lot of <laughs> things we're talking about. Please. <laughs> um, and in fact, yeah, you asked me to do a little like low waste guide. And so now we have a page on that, which people have been ordering from. Great. Um, that just is like kind of starter kit of like various things to get started, like um, a charcoal water filter and like tooth stuff. Um, and yeah, it doesn't have what a lot of other ones have, which is like a tote and a bottle because yes. we already have those things. Yes. I know mm. everyone has those. Yes. And even if you have plastic bags around your house, like just keep them. Yeah. That's what I yeah. do because they, they come in handy and like you can 
you can reuse them, reuse them, reuse them. Um, and I just have noticed like traveling and stuff. I always lose my reusable water bottles, which is so annoying, <laughs> like my hydro flasks and stuff. But um, we were just traveling. And even though it's like the more expensive option, I know sometimes you forget your water bottles, all that kind of stuff. If you buy a glass one, even though it might be a couple dollars more, you can keep reusing it. And thankfully, like when you're traveling and stuff, a lot of times they now have those water bottle filler uppers. Mm -hmm. And so just like being, yeah, just being conscious of like, even if you have to like buy something because you forgot to bring whatever, do whatever, like there's like little loopholes of things that you can reuse, like a glass bottle. Yeah. You don't need to go on Amazon and order everything that is. (laughs) And I love that you made that note in the page that you created for our listeners, because you were like, the best thing is not to go out and buy a bunch of shit. And unfortunately, like that's Mm. what this culture has sort of created. Like in order to start living a less wasteful lifestyle, here's the kit. You have all this shit you have to buy. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely. Your bamboo fork and spoon. Why do you need to buy a new fork and spoon to take with you? I'm definitely frustrated by, um, there's like lots of online, like this is how you go, zero waste. And it's like, alternatives to everything it's like but no either use what if you already have that like use the plastic hairbrush until it's like dead and then get a bamboo one but um it's yeah it's definitely a little frustrating yeah i mean there's so many like little options i'm starting to get creative now and it's kind of fun but like you have forks and spoons and knives and generally like reusable containers and so what i've started doing is like okay and we normally have totes like if you shop at well, this is expensive, but like free people, they'll give you one of those reusable totes things or just like plastic bags you already have in your closet or whatever. Just throw several in your car so that you have them in case you forget when you go grocery mm-hmm, shopping or shopping. Mm-hmm. And then what I've started doing too is like, you know, if you buy a sour cream thing that comes in a tub, save that little tub, grab a fork and spoon, and like you can put all that stuff in your car too. So if you're ordering takeout from a restaurant, They might look at you weird, but you go and say like, hey, can you put my stuff in here? And you can just have that stuff in your car so that you can go get takeout in the containers you already have. Yeah, I've noticed that when you bring your own containers for takeout, you get bigger portions. (laughs) I don't know if they're not used to it or whatever, (laughs) but I like pretty much always get bigger portions. Or when you're at restaurant and leftovers, you're like, you can bring in your little containers for leftovers. I found that like a 32 ounce or 16 ounce mason jar is like an all purpose, amazing thing to have on you. It starts as my um, coffee cup, then it becomes water for a minute, and then it becomes my my compost jar. So like if we're at a restaurant and there's like orange peels, I'll just take it. Now that's a little hardcore. Like you don't have to do that, but um, (laughs) it's all purpose. Um, and actually speaking to that, um, we're starting this new project because I am so like intense with my sustainability. I do want to make it more approachable. So we are starting to do like home consultations where we go in and film it and sort of, it'll soon be little segments of like, you know, ways to switch over like your laundry room and your kitchen and have it with people that like, you know, all over the spectrum that might not have any idea, which is what we recently did with my (laughs) sister-in-law. like has no idea but she like recently is into it so I like I grasped onto that and was like okay I'm coming to your house and we're bringing a film crew um so that yeah people can maybe relate more to the other person but then like get my input of how to change things around such a cool idea which I'd love to do you guys another time I know seriously I'm like oh my gosh I would love that I'm gonna get into action before you get there so I'm perfect No. no I'm just kidding um and then 
Oh man, there's so many things. My brain's just been going on overdrive lately. Like, did you know you guys can buy recycled toilet paper? Not like toilet paper um, is recycled. Who but. gives a crap is great. It's bamboo and 50% That's of That's literally the name of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cute. Um, <laughs> no, I was just saying that. Um, <laughs> who gives a crap, Becca? <laughs> Um, no. So, and like something like 50% of profits go to build toilets in rural areas. Um, it's all bamboo. They have paper towels, not that you need paper towels, but paper towels, um, tissues and toilet paper. And they have really cute packaging, which you can reuse as uh, wrapping paper. (laughs) Wow. We told my sister-in-law that like during the filming and she was like, you can have it back. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. Okay, that's really good to know because I was wondering about good brands for that and I love that they donate 50% back. That's amazing. Um, Also, other things we talked about like menstrual cups. Mm -hmm. Reusable Um, pads. My mother hates that I use those, but... I know I've used them too. Or the the underwear, but... You can also get really creative um, and like if you have... Because sometimes like your clothes or towels and stuff get to the point where they're like beyond donating you know sometimes you have that stuff where you're like this is no longer good there's um textile recycling programs oh really that are often linked to farmers markets and they have drops drop offs they can do shoes to clothing to costumes everything yeah cool yeah oh i was just gonna say i also know with thread up they have um a donating bag that they can ship to you and anything that's not sellable, they will send to recycling facilities, which is like, I think is really helpful because then it can just come to your door no matter where you live in the U.S. Wow. So that's that's good to know, too. Yeah. Um, oh, but I was going to say, like, for some of that stuff, like, let's say you decide to cut out paper towels, you can, like, cut up shirts and stuff yeah. into rags and, like, use that. Like <laughs> these are all such practical, helpful. Yeah. No, literally, I never would have thought of that. Like yeah. genuinely, like a lot of these things are not uh, money spending. Right? Things. Yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah, because I have. There are things like in my closet that I'm like, I can't. I just can't donate this. Like it's not. Just cut up, throw it in a rag box, and like use mm-hmm. that instead of paper towels. Wow, that's amazing. Can There's... we talk a little bit about fashion? Okay, yeah. Because I am. So okay, so this is like this is a hard one for me because I just love clothing like Mm -hmm. I'm a clothing fanatic and that's what I used to do is I did wardrobe styling for uh numerous years um and I'm curious about um about fashion in that sense I have been you'd be so proud of me I've been and I don't know this might say this and this might not be like the best way to do it but for me I would always just buy new buy new buy new and so for the past couple months I've been really good about going to like our local like crossroads and buffalo exchange and I've been bringing all my stuff that like I want to and I take it there and then I'm just doing this like swap and I'm just like yeah and saving so so much money too saving so much money and then also just like feeling like really good about the fact that I'm like, okay, I'm not like going and buying, you know, and I'm getting, I, I guess then the transition would be like, I'm not necessarily getting the brands that are like good for helping with the environment. No, but if it's no, used, but it's, 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 if it's used, used that's, it's yeah. there. And I'm like, okay, like now it's, almost, and it's fun too, because I've been able to, you the know, fun of the find it's is, the fun of the find. Then also like, you know, where like I used to, because I am very like trend oriented that I, then I get <laughs> bored quick yeah. and then I would just buy something new that now I'm like, okay, like if I'm, if I get over something fast, I'm like going, I'm donating it or taking it there. And what then would like, you do with your clothes before? 
I mean, I would donate them. Okay. I would take them to so Goodwill. So a huge amount of clothes do not actually get even onto the floor at Salvation Army and like Goodwill and stuff. They have so much. Really? And it's a lot of it just ends up. So in do the they landfill. just like kind of pick through like what they like? Or yeah, is it just... I think different um, places have different ways they deal with it. But um, yeah, a chunk of it gets on the floor and a chunk of it ends up in landfill. Wow. So like what's the best? Not to say not donate. I'm just like. You know, it's not the end all be all. But to maybe like donate more like consciously, like going to are there I think specific it with buying more consciously. Okay. And then yeah. Yeah, no, still donate. I maybe I shouldn't have said that. Well <laughs> but well, it's like, you know. Yeah, I have noticed that only certain goodwills are linked to recycle recycling. Like mm-hmm. some but it's yeah. only some, unfortunately. Yeah, only some true. are are, do- are linked to textile recycling. Um, I think some states don't even have that at all. Yeah. And I've noticed that my local ones, I looked it up and there's no information on it. So I'm like, oh shit. But also for some items you have places like um, animal rescues love fur because it's, they double as little dog beds and oh they like God. can always use more of that because they get worn out. So at least like you give it a little extra life before. Also you could like, you know, I never got around to doing it because so much work, but you could like create a Poshmark, something like that. Sell to yeah. people eBay. on that. eBay. I saw on eBay. Or thread up which i advertise for all the time but mm. you can just like ship in your stuff and they take photos of it and everything and you get pretty small amount of it or you can just donate it to through thread up and i do like that all of their stuff i know that if it doesn't get sold it's linked to the recycling program so cool. and they let you choose um where the donations go to so like they'll just sell all the stuff on your behalf and you can pick what it benefits so I like that. But then also you have to weigh it of like they send you a plastic bag to donate the clothes yeah. and you the carbon emissions of shipping and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. you have to sort of weigh like, you know, where am I going to make these sacrifices or what's more important? Like, yeah, if you have, say, a ton of clothing to get rid of, then maybe that is the best option despite the plastic bags. And yeah. And women's shelters sometimes take clothing donations, too. Mm-hmm. So there's that, too. Um I would say that buying used is definitely like number one, though. Even if it does come online and the emissions, the buying used is outweighs like all the waste and water and everything that goes into making new. Yeah, there's so many factors because like a lot of times um, they'll create the textile. I mean, there's (laughs) so much that goes into it. And you can you can speak to this, Sierra, because I'm sure you probably know more about it in terms of like excess textile that gets burned or thrown away yeah toxic dyes like all this kind of growing cotton i mean yeah the amount of water and waste denim makes is like outstanding i don't know the specific numbers but i do know that denim is like one of the highest really waste yeah Yeah. which is why like brands like reformation um they have they mark like how much water you saved every time Mm. you buy a piece um so you can definitely shop from smaller brands. But yeah, there's um, also really cool places coming out like Fab Scrap, which um, we actually did a line of towels that was using all of their fabric. So Fab Scrap picks up. It's in New York, um, but they pick up um, discarded. They ha- it's online, but okay. it, they have a giant warehouse in Brooklyn and in um, Chelsea. They have a little store, but, um, so they pick up from different designers around New York and maybe elsewhere, um, the discarded fabric. So we found like six bolts of, um, organic cotton and hemp from Mara Hoffman, the designer, and we turn those into towels and you can just go and like make everything. I recently did a two Dolly Parton costumes and all of that was from Fab Scrap. Um, 
It's really cool. It's like an amazing new thing. They have thing, one in but- LA. I can't think of what it's called that I've been to before, which is so fun. It's just a warehouse filled with excess fabric because yeah. that's something you don't think about. Uh, a company may order bolts upon bolts upon bolts of this fabric and then they may only make a certain amount of stock and then or Bye. even if it has like a minor defect, like ours had like some little tiny stripes in mm-hmm. it, but it was like organic hemp and cotton, like super high quality, um, which we got for like a couple hundred bucks. Like that would have been many thousands. Do you know anything about, um, I've really been curious about this lately, places like um, uh, Marshall's or like Ross and like what the, cause How I they wa- get the things. Well, cause I've wondered like, is that also better than buying retail? Because when you buy retail, you're basically like you're buying stock of something that then mm. they have to make more of. It's like, it's basically like sending a message back to that brand, you know, that you're right. buying this certain they amount. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then with somewhere like Marshall's or Ross, I've been curious about it because it's all excess stuff that right. would have got that would get scrapped i think if it doesn't get sold there correct i'm not sure I, that's actually really interesting to look into and actually i don't think that the um brands that are working with them are like blind to what is selling because mm. we have been approached actually we did work once with tj maxx yeah and so they know quantities and oh, stuff interesting. yeah yeah um i think it's just like a discounted thing it doesn't mean like you know, it was junk to the maker, the manufacturer. Um, It's definitely, yeah, it was just excess, but they're keeping track of numbers. Okay. Cause I sort of wondered about that. If it's like stuff that would get, like, is it, that would have not been sold anyway. So is like that better than buying like retail? I feel like no, no, I don't know enough about it, but I feel like no, because of what I've seen when working with them. Okay. Good to know. Um, and then also like, hello, thrift stores antique stores vintage stores which i always get messages whenever i post stuff i get people are like i don't have any of this good shit in my goodwills like what the heck is going on so i i get that like the the uh it's also a lot of people don't have the patience like it is time you know i have to be in the right mood I yeah, can't yeah, just yeah. go in yeah, no. It's not like just taking <laughs> a trip to target you know but when you like, are in the right mood oh man i've been i've been like really getting off on going oh i score the hunt is like so much fun i've also just tried to be like and again it drives my other family members crazy but like we needed to get a new sippy cup for ruth Mm because she's transitioning out of bottles so i was like okay i am scouring goodwill until i find a sippy cup Mm -hmm. and which for some reason i have not been able to find one but i feel like that's the thing people throw out yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. do you have any um so where I live, there are some great children's consignment stores. I have yet to find one, but I need to look for okay, one. Yeah, there's those... one in Orange County. Oh, good to I'll know. Tell you, I forget the name, but I I got my strollers there tomorrow, and, and so bedding might... and all that stuff from from there, and it's great. But like taking that extra time to be like, oh, I need it. I mean, like toasters, you can get at Goodwill instead of like ordering it on Amazon. Yeah, thinking about like, can I buy this? Can I look find this on Craigslist? Can I find this at a Goodwill nearby? And you're gonna save so much money. Yeah, I think just like slow down a little if you can, mm-hmm. and um, just like yeah, shop more consciously. Of like, I wrote in the little blurb on our like low waste essentials page, but like, can you repair this? Can you resell it? Um, where is it going to go if it breaks or you don't need it anymore? Um, for certain, like I like to repair a lot of things and like mm-hmm. build stuff. So for me, that's easy. But like, 
if it's like with some silly, ridiculous thing, pickle, my daughter pickles, um, I thought she needed, you know, cause everyone, when they're little tells you, you need everything. So like yes. we got some silly bouncy chair, or, like one of those ones that hangs from the ceiling and like, you know, I bought it at a consignment store. She used it for a week and then I sold it at the site for more. <laughs> but like, you know, things like that, like yeah. as a parent, it's hard and you get shoved things by like grandparents and stuff a lot. Oh my well, gosh. I used to consignment store or you said earlier eBay, which eBay, I like yeah. forget yeah, yeah. that's still a thing. Oh my God. It is thriving. You can find everything. Yeah. And I should have done that for different baby gear. Like I should yeah. have gotten my baby Bjorn bouncer, which bless, that was one of the things people said I needed and we used it every freaking day. But like buying that on ebay instead it's already used yeah you can sell it after my mom's actually been and now that i think about this this is beautiful for my mom this is leaps and bounds she's been buying all whenever she gets ember a gift lately she's been buying her toys on ebay yes. um sweet yeah i didn't even think about the fact that that was and oh, if you're like weirded out by used stuff there's like things on ebay like i recently bought an instant pot that was just had a dent in it but it was like straight oh, yeah. from the manufacturer it was like 15 dollars, and they're normally like over 90 bucks they actually do that on um I've been trying to avoid Amazon too because not only is it not great for the environment in terms of shipping and emissions and plastic and all that kind of thing, they also treat their workers like shit. But they do have a used section on there too. So that's also some mm-hmm. like you can look under the items and see if they have the used option because you can find the same thing like you're talking about issues. Like I got a hydro flask for half the price because it had a dent in the side. And But also, I think people don't think about the amount of things we use on a daily basis that are used. So like getting forks or spoons and that kind of stuff from Goodwill, people are like, ew. And I'm like, do you eat at a restaurant? (laughs) Do you sleep on sheets at a hotel? Guess what? That shit's just bleached and like yeah, totally. Yeah. You can do it's that. It's probably at more home. used than yes. like yeah. Um I recently started a cup exchange at one of my local coffee shops. So like I was at a thrift store. I spent $20 on like 30 mugs and a basket and I was I made them a pretty like you know letter, lettered sign and was like here here's your cup exchange we're gonna start this here I'll put it on Instagram and people will love it and the guy was like a little funny with it but now he like posts it all the time and um people were responding like oh if I use those cups like make sure you have you're all up to date on your shots it's like ew you would use mugs anyway yeah, literally Anywhere. any restaurant <laughs> you know you get that cup of lipstick on it every now and then you're like oh people are, yeah people have this idea about stuff it's very funny and also, uh, it's more on the expensive side, but when it comes to clothes, like there's options like rent the runway mm-hmm. where you can get like designer pieces, but well, that's the type of stuff that like, that you wear one time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or I'm no, no, I'm sorry. I don't mean, I'm saying like, it's perfect for when you're going to wear something one oh, time. Like, like I a know cocktail dress exactly, for a wedding. Exactly. Like I have a wedding that I'm going to, and actually I know about rent the runway because of you. And I looked at that up and I'm like, Oh my goodness, there's these pieces that like, first of all, you're saving money on this thing, but then, you know, you're returning it and. They also have, um, they also have, I've been, I get ads for one on my Instagram all the time. That's like free, use free people in anthropology. That's like 60 bucks a month or something. Mm-hmm. And you can get like up to six pieces or something at once, which is kind of a lot. And so there's that. And they usually come in reusable bags again with the emissions with shipping, but like it's, it's so much less waste. So there's, and, and also there's a brand, just plug another one called up choose that has baby stuff and they send you a big canvas bag that has all these different compartments like baby pants baby shirts baby hats all the stuff you would basically need for each 
uh, growth stage. So like zero to three months, three to six months, whatever. And it's all used, but it's in great condition. It's all like organic cotton. So basically like you'd order it before your baby gets born. Let's say it comes at the end of the three months when you're ready for the next size, you let them know they send you all the shipping information. So you ship it back. They send you the next size with like at half the cost because you've sent back your other one. And so like that's one way that's so easy for baby stuff. Mm. Like you're virtually not everything's being like totally recycled, which is a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's pause for one okay. second, and then I would love to ask about maybe some practical things now that we're about to get into the holidays here that maybe people can do. Yeah. Oh, also, can I plug about cloth diapers? Can I talk about that on the podcast? No. Okay. <laughs> I've got info on that. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, well, it is the most wonderful time of the year like we're talking about, um, but I'm about to tell you what's going to be the most wonder- wonderful time for your rear <laughs> and the rest of your parts. It's MeUndies. MeUndies is a gift for truly everyone, the most comfortable underwear on the planet, and they deliver straight to your door so you won't have to brave them all during the holiday craze. By the way, MeUndies are all knit from Lenzine Modal, a naturally soft, breathable, eco-friendly fabric extruded from Austrian beech trees. Ooh. By the way, just so you know. Anyway, all of us at the Chatty Broads team are obsessed with them. Us, our men's, the little ones, because Me Undies has something for everyone. And speaking of not wanting to leave the house, Me Undies makes the perfect hibernation undies and loungewear. Whether you're looking to match undies with your special someone or just wanting to cuddle up with your cat in a onesie, <laughs> Me Undies has you covered literally. Their fabric is three times softer than cotton and offered in sizes extra small to 4XL. This holiday season, cozy up in their new robes for men and women. Treat your feet in their soft new slippers and, of course, match the whole fan, fam with their soft new baby bodysuit. And, of course, they have new holiday prints. Um, I love their new robes, uh, by the way. Me Undies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchase- purchasers, you can get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction, to guarantee, go to meundies.com slash chatty. That's meundies.com slash chatty. I received or, me undies for for um, Christmas last year. Did you? <laughs> so soft. Yeah, really They're soft. so soft. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah. No, the, I think the first time we got a pair, it was uh, for Evan numerous years ago. And I'm like, well, those are getting stolen. And yeah. that's what I was wearing underneath all my dresses. <laughs> do you get, do used underwear or used uh, undergarments? Do I use them or do like, I do buy, buy them, them used? <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't get used just, well, I like never buy bras. I probably should at yeah. some point. So I haven't, since I've been more into sustainability, I haven't had the opportunity. Um, but yeah, I try to buy sustainable underpants. Um, for used underpants, for pickles, actually, from the consignment store, they have like barely worn oh, yeah. undies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of places don't carry them because they think it's weird, but just give them an extra wash and you're good to go. It's, and she, it's the same as bleach. like buying tights. Like I get a lot of tights for her at consignment places. Cause true. Right. I actually never thought about it that way. Cause I buy yeah. used yoga pants and leggings and like, I never wear underwear with those. Yeah. It's so. probably the same. No, never. <laughs> What's and really I sweat a lot. So <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Uh, oh yeah. So I just wanted to preach for a second about cloth diapers. Cause I think it ties in. I'm not saying you have to go use cloth diapers, but one thing I realized when I started switching is that it was so much easier than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that ties into everything we're talking about. Cause when you start to make little shifts at first, you're like, Oh fuck, my life is about to be taken over by this. And then you're like, Oh, like, yeah, this is a little less convenient, but it's not that 
hard and it's not that different from what I was doing before. Like, why didn't my, my biggest question to myself was, why didn't I just try this sooner? Like, why I didn't know. I just try? I, I, so I, it's usually the opposite. I feel like people try cloth diapers first and then s- switch because oh. um, maybe in the beginning they have more time with their kids. So oh. I was like, I was surprised you switched later. Yeah. But um, yeah, I actually grew, wore cloth diapers when I was little <laughs> and my daughter has too. And she has never had a normal diaper. And we have um, traveled extensively with her. Um, and all you need is a wet bag and don't be afraid of poop. And yeah, (laughs) I, I, uh, I was thinking about this the other day as I was, so by the way, quick, uh, quick little thing to say about it. I'm going to make a video on it sooner or later, but you have a couple options. You can buy diapers, which you can actually get gently used online too. You don't even have to buy new ones. They have like, you can look up. Yeah. Uh, So on eBay, I actually bought a massive stock of, um, the traditional, um, old school kind, which is like the square, um, or kind of rectangle, um, from a cloth diaper company that was going out of business. So they were like really well taken care of. And there was like 60 of them, a lot I've never even used. Um, but yeah, that was on eBay, super cheap because they're a little pricey. Yeah. So you can get those used and um, you can either wash them yourself, which I've I've done both. Um, I've been doing both. Or you can get a service, which is pricey, but you can save so much money if you wash well, them yourself. I'm talking like you spend 100 bucks once and never really have to buy anything again. I, I mean, uh, so Ember did not use cloth diapers. And the amount of money that I spent so much. before she was like potty trained. I was looking through all of my receipts and it's absurd. It's like at least a hundred dollars a month, right? At, at least, least. Yeah. And so like, yeah. So this was like a one, I bought all my diapers for like a hundred bucks. I bought like the cheapest brand. I didn't get them used cause I didn't really think about it. And, um, but I got ones that are one size that just have different snaps that you can adjust literally from newborn to like two years. You never have to buy them again. And people yeah. reuse them for kids. Well, that's the cover, right? Uh, well, I have all in one or oh, pocket okay. ones that okay, have okay. the stuff liners. There's, there's a bunch of different types, but you can start YouTubing it and you can learn about it in like a day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just, I just want to give people a quick rundown so they're not intimidated by it. If, um, your baby is breastfed in the only breastfed in the beginning, their poops water soluble. So you can actually like throw it in your washer hole. And for us, we've been doing loads like every three days or so. And we just keep a bucket by the washing machine. And like we have a wet bag for when we're on the go and you just put them in the wet bag. And then like every three days you toss them in the washer. I do use bleach because I feel like that's the only way to avoid diaper rash. Um, I haven't found a soap that avoids the diaper rash. I loved Charlie's laundry detergent. Okay. It's great. It's a lot of happy to be people swear by it. Okay. Um, when I was first looking up cloth diaper stuff, there's a lot of issues I feel like with buildup of detergents and stuff. Mm-hmm. Charlie's does not do that. Okay. A lot of normal laundry detergents, um, instead of like washing the fibers, they're sort of masking it and putting their scent and their whatever on it. Whereas Charlie's like by the fiber cleans it you didn't have any issue with diaper rash with no. that okay because we've been using my eco detergent we started <laughs> having diaper rash issues in the first couple of weeks and i started using bleach and it stopped that so um anyway i'm gonna try that out but you can basically throw them in whole and then now that ruth has like more solid poop that she's eating all i do is i just knock Roll it that. <laughs> i know i just knock it into the toilet and then i just throw it in the bucket and just wash it like that and and i was thinking about the other day i'm like this is no different than people who pick up their dog's poop with the bag when they're out walking their dog like it's not that 
big of a difference. I know people, some people too, um, if you have a formula fed baby, you can get like a sprayer or you can just like hand wash it in the sink before throwing it in the bag or the bucket to make sure that you I'm sure got... there's also like scrapers. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not a big deal at it's, all. And then, yeah, you wash them every three days and throw them in the dryer. Of course, if you don't have your own washer dryer, that may be a little more of a, a little more of work, but it's like pretty easy. And that's like it. Yeah. So you just, I mean, I, I haven't found it any more inconvenient than just, I mean, like if you can just literally throw it in the washing machine, boom. And then our service, um, comes every Thursday and we just have a big, uh, reusable bag that's in a bin and we just put all the diapers for the week. Then we put that bag out on the curb and then they deliver us new ones the next morning. It's like no brainer. I found that it also really helps to potty train way earlier. Mm-hmm. So Cece was out of diapers uh, since she was one and a half and never had to wear like a nighttime diaper, which mm-hmm. I know kids do when they're older. Um, because I feel like, uh, not normal diapers, you pee and like it absorbs and it's gone. So you like, don't really have that same awareness that you've peed. Whereas cloth diapers, it's like, whoa, I'm wet. Oh, and so okay. it's more of like, they correlate it quicker. Than it doesn't like wick sure. it away. You, like, yeah. Feel yeah. It. It's like, Eh. Oh, that's yeah. totally Then sense. you're like, oh, okay, me peeing, this is what it feels like. I should do a toilet. It's like, yeah, they definitely learn earlier. And again, with the like imperfect thing, like we were talking about your day, I know some daycares don't allow people to do cloth diapers. So maybe even making a choice if you can buy some new ones, I mean, some used ones for like 20 bucks um, on the weekends, like, you know, or at night, just even reducing, maybe if you could even reduce, like if if people could just reduce 10 diapers a week, that still is a huge yeah. impact. Or 10 diapers if, a week, that's like 500 yeah, a, a even year. Even if it was just at night. Like yeah. that yeah, would be yeah, just yeah. such a big yeah. that would be such a big difference. I mean, yeah. When I'm thinking every, about everything I like all the diapers I bought, like just the night ones. Yeah, every diaper just, that's ever been bought is still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the I started freaking out with Ruth because yeah. I, if you start doing the math people, that's why even like one diaper a day or even one diaper a week, like that's 50 less diapers a year. If you multiply it, like, let's say, let's be conservative and say, super conservative and say a baby uses five diapers a day. That's extremely conservative. That's still 1,500 a year. That was fast math. That was very fast <laughs> math. Okay. And I'm shamed. <laughs> uh, let's say that's, it's more than that, actually. It's about three, because I multiplied just 300 by five. So it's more than that. It's yeah. about 1,500 a year. I read on average any, anywhere between 2,500 to 3,500 diapers a year is normal for a kid. But wow. I was being super conservative and we're saying 1,500 a year. Multiply that by just a population of a million. Just a million. That's like, which is the population of like, a decently sized city, just one city. Like, I don't even actually really want to do the math because you're going to give me a little heart. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Times 1500. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what this means. 1.5 E nine. I don't know what that is. I think that means means nine zeros. That's a population of only 1 million kids. And when you start, that's only in one year with 1 million kids. So if really you as one person, if you can just even reduce your diapers by 50 less a year, that's only one a day, much less like 1500 or 3500 a year, you one person can make a massive yeah. impact. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's the end of my sermon. Sorry. <laughs>
(laughs) (laughs) Well, can you give us just maybe some like a few tips for our listeners during this holiday season where they could be a little more sustainable? Yeah, like with decoration and tree stuff or gift stuff. Can we talk about trees first? Because we were actually (laughs) talking about that. We got a lot of messages about this. Yeah, I did. I saw I got a lot of good tips, but I'm curious. Yes, with the tree, for instance, um, what's the better route? Like how to find a sustainable tree or yeah. a plastic is it, tree? Is or? it better to go and like to uh, get a real tree? Is it better to okay. get a used? So I feel like getting real trees is like weirdly demonized. Because um, you're cutting down trees. Yeah. Well, I was saying I like looked at the lot and I was like, is this sad? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> okay. So I would say that like pretty much... Uh, get a real tree over a plastic tree unless the plastic tree is used Mm -hmm. um a lot of people i'm sure like get their tree from walmart use it once and then donate it or whatever so you can find these trees out there ebay ebay if not goodwill yeah whatever um also you could get like one of those really cute vintage ones or something like aluminum or i think they were made out of aluminum like i was telling you you need (laughs) (laughs) um so but with getting a real tree like everything i would just like research a bit um most tree farms are like locally owned family run businesses so that's great um and the trees um christmas trees in particular are really great at harboring co2 so um they're beneficial um they're also grown in sort of weird rocky um, land so that wouldn't normally grow a lot of other stuff. Okay. So, and I think something, the statistics are something like for every Christmas tree cut down, um, they plant like three or four more because they take about five years to like reach the average wanted wow. Christmas tree height. Um, so they are beneficial. The thing I would research is the farmers and what they're using because if they are putting a lot of pesticides on mm. it, that's coming into your home with your kid and mm-hmm. your animals and it's going into our waters. So yes, get the family tree, but um, make sure it's not full of crap. And in okay. LA, it's probably, you can look up organic Christmas yeah. tree and yeah. find that. Like, um, I, did, I found some close by. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I feel like that's definitely demonized, but also... Uh, and being an HSP, um, I feel like Christmas trees, they need to fulfill their Christmas wish <laughs> of, you know, know being nice decorated and like it. being part Cherished. of the family. So, you know, oh, and also disposing of them. It is this. I've literally cried over like the day at the 26th, seeing Christmas trees in plastic bags and some tinsel still on them on the side of the street. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Um, <laughs> they can be mulched a lot of, uh, you cannot burn them because they have a, they can do a built up creosote, which could cause chimney fires. Um, but oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You're not supposed to burn to pine or like evergreen. Or, I think it's all the same. Um, so, um, a lot of cities have mulching festivals or that kind of thing where then the tree, can be mulched and be part of the landscape. Um, I know in my neighborhood in the city, Tompkins Square Park has one like every couple of days after Christmas and a lot of um, community gardens and parks have that. So it's getting another, another life after it's Christmas wishes fulfilled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So what about then we're talking about, first of all, gifts earlier. So if you're right. Like preferably if you can buy used. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, today I was at the um, Rose Bowl flea market from like 7 a.m. to 12. Did you have a good time? Was it awesome? Yeah, it was okay. You got I got rained um, on? Yeah, I got rained on. Which is 
<laughs> um, and I found a bunch of like cute 60s dresses and stuff. I didn't find a lot of gifts, um, mm. but I can be a little bit funny about flea markets because I grew up in it and now everyone's interested in them, which I love. It's yeah. great. But, um, you know. <laughs> I think you can get creative with it too. Yeah. Like when I went to the thrift store the other day, I found all these cute little crystal candle things. I'm like, actually that could be a really sweet gift for someone is yeah. to get some like beeswax candlesticks and some candle holders and like tie them up with a pretty ribbon. And like, that could be a really nice gift for like a mom or an aunt or yeah. something. I would say definitely shop locally. Okay. A lot of local stores also work with um, smaller vendors, so they have less of a um, footprint, carbon footprint, even if it's like maybe not the most sustainable thing. It at least mm. is like on a smaller scale. Um, also make things. I know a lot of people like poo-poo that, but I could use a jam. Like I don't yeah. need some plastic A facial crap. scrub with like sugar yeah. and coconut oil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, look stuff up. It's way more thoughtful. And moms can do that with their kiddos. That's yeah. a fun project. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do that for your used. dumb family members. <laughs> Sorry, you're not dumb. But I'm just thinking like, yeah, make some facial scrubs for all of them. Put them you into the mason I'm jars. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And Ember also, made it. People will be impressed too. They're like, you made these? They, I mean, I don't know. Some of them oh. don't. But if I attach my daughter with it, yeah. come I'll on. send you a recipe. You can Please include a picture too. of you and Ember like making it on the tag. There you go. That is the cutest <laughs> idea. Boom. So if that. they say it. anything about it, they would sound horrible. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Ember's going to be like tearing up. <laughs> Look at your grandchild what yeah. she created. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Um, yeah, and also experiences. Yeah. Or like, you know, like quality time, like a meal out together, like, you know, silly things. In my family, we do um, my, we spend it with my aunt and um, they're insane antique thrifters and everything. So like they always find the most amazing things and it's all old. But this year we're trying to be like low key with stuff yeah. and get smaller things. Like I'm going to request, um, I'm a little, I'm like a tiny bit on the spectrum obviously with my agency. <laughs> um, so I'm requesting like a handmade um, weighted blanket nice. this wow. year. Um, and that's like, and like a haircut. And that's like my things that I want. That's awesome. Um, oh, that's smart. Gifts it's also, gifts too. Yeah. And actually. also asking people like, don't go to Marshall's and like, oh, I think this is my aunt's style. Like, no, like ask them. It's less wasteful and then they'll like it. Right. You know, the the surprise doesn't need to necessarily be there. Or if I've done that before, um, I've gotten surprises and I'll put it in like, say, a gigantic box and it's a tiny thing. So they're like, don't remember what they told me or they're still surprised by it in a sense. Yeah. I'm also just thinking like, uh, instead of getting like a gift card to Target, you could get creative. I like thinking of this kind of thing. And you could get like a couple, like let's say uh, cousins who are a couple or something. Not cousins who are, <laughs> you know, a cousin and their wife or whatever. Not cousins <laughs> who are a couple. Anyway, you could get them like uh, a couple things of craft beer with a gift certificate to the bowling alley. Oh, and be like great. super cute. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like yeah. something like that. Or... Uh, also, don't underestimate the power of just cash. Yeah, true. <laughs> like if you I live it. for that gift, mom. If you're listening, just do it. Um, Gas cards. Oh well, well, uh. yeah. but yeah, no, we need. We got to drive cars in LA, you know. Yeah, I mean, we just, don't need to, but we do. Um, I do want to say just one quick yeah. thing: Amazon returns. Um, because I'm sure I feel like a lot of people like do Amazon gifts and then attach little return receipts. Um, they do not get returned to Amazon they get put in these pallets that are then sold off. So it's not like it's harmless Whoa. by returning something because, well, obviously emissions with the shipping, but it also doesn't get like 
necessarily back oh, on the I shelf. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, wow. they're sold on pallets. Um, and sometimes you can buy the pallet in an auction and resell it. And sometimes it gets trashed if, like, say, even the box you opened it in is not quite right, but the inside is fine. So Amazon returns are not harmless. Oh, my goodness. I also am drafting right now a text message to my extended family just saying, like, Hey, for our family this year, please get us either something used, handmade, or nothing at all. Our feelings won't be hurt. Like, we don't need more stuff. I include that on um, CC. Sorry, it's CC and Pickles. <laughs> it's the same, same. Um, uh, I include that on her birthday invitations. Like, oh. I say, like, we encourage used gifts, hand-me-downs, or nothing at all. You know what? I'm like so inspired right now. I'm going to text my, all my family members as soon as we like depart and just be like, just, yeah, please like hand me downs. Like Emperor has so many cousins. You She's not going to know cousins. the difference. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. they it have, could be a weight off of them. Yeah, they don't have to go shoot sure. something and it's something. cheaper. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that. What about, um, the last one would be like wrapping paper. Okay. Okay. So um, most wrapping paper is not recyclable. There's like a plastic film or coating on it. Um, So in my shop, we sell decomposition, you know, the decomposition books. Mm -hmm. Um, They also make wrapping paper. It's fully recycled and uh, vegetable inks. But um, what I do mainly for myself is I do newspaper and pretty ribbon. Because it looks cool. It looks good. Yeah. Um, I do any kind of newspaper or I really like like the Hindu <laughs> times and like exactly the Chinese ones. Oh, cool. yeah. um, they just like are prettier than um, English. Or comic. Comic. We used to also do comic or comics, pages yeah. when I was And little, then I do a fun. silk dyed um, ribbon just because I have that in my store. But any ribbon would be cool. Also, you can do, um, I've done this a lot when I was broke in college. Like if you have Trader Joe's bags, mm-hmm. um, cut them up and like the inside of them is blank. So you can oh, wrap them so they okay. can just look like plain brown wrapping paper. I feel like now even they make some that are meant to be gift wrap. Oh. Like I feel like last year I saw that where it was like cut here and oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Also fabric. Um, what is it called? Food. I can't think of it. It's like a Japanese word for is like the art of wrapping things in fabric. Um Oh, I want to tell you. It's like furoshiki or something, maybe. Anyway, so, so those that fabric that we were talking about earlier, the yes, stuff that like yeah. you can't be worn again, you can wash that and wrap. Oh, yeah. Man. Or if you have a tote bag, you want a canvas tote bag you want to get rid of. Yeah. You have a ton of them. I have so many canvas tote bags. I think they're mostly from you, Sierra. I have like five <laughs> tote bags. <laughs> but you could wash that and wrap a gift in that yeah, with yeah. a cute ribbon. Well, that's super helpful. <laughs> oh, and Sierra has um, cards that are made with a plantable. They're they're plantable. They have seeds in them. Yes, it's oh, um, wow. a recycled paper pulp, um, and the paper is embedded with wildflower seeds, so you can plant it. That's gorgeous. <laughs> that's a gorgeous gift. My thank goodness. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you so much, honestly. And I know that, like, you know, Becca, you're very knowledgeable about this. And I feel like I just, I'm telling you, I just on the past few months started getting really anxious and like anal about yeah, some I of this stuff. I have heard Becca um, recommend Amazon a bunch of times. <laughs> so <laughs> the arms crossed. <laughs> but no, but seriously, like, thank you so much because I, I like, again, someone like me who knows, like, it, it's overwhelming the idea of you know, hearing some of these big numbers, but I so appreciate like all of these tips today from both of you, these practical tips where I'm like, okay, like now I know, you know what? I thankfully haven't started my Christmas shopping. I thought I was behind, but now there's practical things that I can do just to like start off the holiday. Right. And it's not 
like those don't sound overwhelming to me at all. Yeah. Or just like start with the coffee cup. Yeah. Like, just bring your cup. Yeah. It's super easy. Thank you Love. so Thanks so much. Thanks so much. And then you were talking about that there you have a um a uh, not cheat uh, uh, tips for our listeners. Oh no, I put together like a low waste essentials guide. So um, amazing. Yeah, it had links to the low waste items in your store as well as yeah, like tips yeah, just like one. super little things. Like we now carry um, a biodegradable silk floss and bamboo toothbrushes, um, a charcoal water filter. Um, super simple things, even stuff, which, oh, I didn't link this, but I should, um, reef safe sunblock. So a lot of people don't realize sunblock pollutes the water. Yeah. So if you notice, like it comes off of you and it goes somewhere. <laughs> um, and so we have one that is made in the Rockaways in Brooklyn and it is reef and ocean safe. Amazing. Remember I had that reef safe foundation too, that was tinted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love. And it comes <laughs> a little tin too. So we will link all of this in our episode notes. And where can our listeners find you social media wise? Um, so we have an Instagram, which is just at lovewilddesign, I think. Um, and I post lots of little like recipes, like um, ways to avoid. I buy a lot of like fake meat stuff. So like seitan, way to make your own seitan and stuff and things like that. It'll be like recipes and then stuff um, in our shop and just different alternatives. And my daughter. Amazing. <laughs> One step at a time, everybody. <laughs> One step at a time. And um, I don't know. I think it's just a beautiful sentiment to like start the holidays off with too. Just think about you made a few statements um today that it was like there's there is just so much excess. And I'm thinking about as we're having this conversation, like there's so much that I don't need. And it's just kind of a beautiful way to to get into the holidays. Me like too. enjoy I'm- the people and the experiences, like you were saying. And I'm feeling rejuvenated and inspired. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And just a note for those that like are interested in starting this is like, you don't have to do it alone. Like involve your family, Mm. um, involve like, so Cece, my daughter, um, we, part of the thing to get her involved is we go to the grocery store and I'm like, you can pick out anything, but not in plastic. And then she'll like run around and like ask questions and ask the salespeople and like find that special thing. But she knows why we don't want it in plastic. And she also, it's not, I don't feel like I'm depriving her. Cause like, I'm like, get anything, but just make sure it's not plastic. And amazing. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thanks thank so much. You. And uh, yeah, broads, let's yes. be sustainable. <laughs> Hashtag sustainable broads. <laughs> Sustainability broads. Chat soon, broads. Bye.